When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting on a Saturday night from beautiful Burbank, California. This is another edition of Saturday Night Special here on the Nepsuck Files podcast feed. I'm Ken Nepsuck. I don't know what I do on this show. I just This is a, a Saturday night pour a drink. You're probably listening on a Sunday morning, and that's okay. Just a chance for me to, dare I say, F around. I don't like to swear. I like to swear in real life. This is not real life. This is microphone life. Real life, I'll, I'll swear. If you get me talking about British rock music from the 90s, I'll totally swear, you know what I mean? It was more weirdly Australian than British. The Manchesterian. Manchurian? Is it Manchurian or Manchesteronians? I don't know. But on air, I don't like to swear as much. I don't like to swear, say, the, say the curse words. On stage, yeah, I don't like to say the, the curse words. I have no problem with people that do. There's some people insistent on it. They just, this is, they, they feel they have to. Use them sparingly. That said, this is me fucking around. Took an Uber the other night. Uh, Grace and I got an Uber to get uh, get a ride over to Mark Ellis's house, and we went to the comedy store. Great night. Got to see Mark perform comedy, which we always love. Got to see Yakov Smirnov perform comedy again. Always love. If you remember, Yakov, big big time comic in the eighties, one of the biggest. What a country! Russian comic coming over here doing the I'm Lost in America stuff. He went and you know what he, he went and got. A degree in like human psychology or human behavior. I'm the dumb one. He's the smart one. I can't remember. Then he went and got his master's degree at Pepperdine. He became he got a job as a professor at the University of Missouri. Yakov Smirnov, and he and he's all and he's teaching uh, classes about laughter and the importance of laughter. So I've seen him perform a few times now at the comedy store over the last year. And he, he's very funny, and he's he's you know he's kind of an old school comic, but he's very funny, and he, it's very touching to watch him talk about the importance of laughter and happiness in the world and how much we need it. And it was pretty deep. It was beautiful. I hugged him after. But we were there watching Ellis perform. Uh, but before there, we got in this Uber. Yeah, I took an Uber. Throw a stone at me. Sometimes I take Lyft. Sometimes I take Uber. They're both bad companies. All right. What do you want from me? I sometimes go with pricing or because there's less, less lifts. Sometimes you have to take Uber because your Lyft driver is 11 minutes away because there's one in that country uh, or city. What is this county? I don't know. Burbank's a separate kingdom. And then, so I took an Uber and first the problem was I never had real bad experiences and I know I have some listeners who do this uh, stuff. They ride, they're ride share drivers. And 
I use it all the time. I have great experiences. I have great conversations. I like to engage with my drivers. I like to sit in the front. If I'm by myself, I'll ask. Sometimes it's a forceful ask. The door will be open. A foot will be in. I'll be like, do you mind if I sit in the front? Never did anyone tell me no. I think I had one person. I could tell when I got to the car, the front seat wasn't going to be available to me. I've never had a bad. I've had some uncomfortable moments. Just like, mm, I mean, I had one one situation <laughs> It was going to, it was a surprise a couple years ago for like a birthday kind of event. A couple of my friends were surprising me. They said, a, a car is on the way to pick you up and he'll know where to take you. You don't, you don't know. Got in the car. It was a, a driver of, of a different background than me. And he was listening to some music um, that was uh, not saying kind words about people of my background. <laughs> And I just sat in the front seat, uh huh, tapping my foot. Like, this is a great tune. You're right. Everything's right. Everything in this song is right. Un- uncomfortable. This is the first problem was I get this Uber and, and the uh, four minute ETA to pick me up locally. And the car's not moving on the little map. It's not moving. And it's so close. I'm like, four minutes away. It's not even moving. And it's like a minute away on the map. It's like three minutes. It's two. By this point, we're going to make Mark Ellis late because he's got a set and we're carpooling with him, right? It's just kind of fun to ride in with friends. You don't win friends with salad, but you do with shared rides. So we, uh, we're waiting, waiting. Finally, she shows up. I don't mean to, I'm not disparaging. I'm not body shaming. I, I, I had a picture taken of me this week that I was not happy with. I'm shaming myself. I'm not shaming anyone's appearance or anything, but this woman, it was as if large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure had moved from trucking into ride sharing. Um, God bless her. Doesn't mean she's bad. Doesn't mean anything. I don't have any judgments when I get in the car other than the wall of cigarette smoke that hit me. You like large Marge's big rig probably, or that truck stop in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It was like, you know, the old barbershop cigarette smells, the, the apartments where the cat lady dies and uh, the cat urine is actually sometimes drowned out by the walls that are cigarette smoke. Like this, the walls are actually made of cigarette smoke at that point. That's what she was. So like, again, I'm not going to judge. In a weird way, it reminds me of my late grandmother. By the way, passed away of lung cancer. Don't smoke. But sometimes that is not the reason why. We know this. Anyways, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. We're getting the back seat. We're driving. She's friendly. So I engage because I like to engage with Uber drivers. I view it as ride share, not taxi cab, not business transaction. I know it's turned into basically de facto cab service. That's why if I'm by myself, I don't like to get in the back seat. We're not having a driving Miss Daisy situation here. We're ride sharing. You're going my way. In theory, thank you, let's talk. And I've had some great conversations. Now, if you're in the car with another person, I think you have an excuse to, if you don't want to engage, talk to the person with you. But, you know, Grace and I are just staring out the window. And this woman, she's got some talk radio playing that I can tell right away is of a certain political bent. Now, here's the thing. Me, Ken Napslock, I don't talk on a lot of my podcasts about specific politics as it relates to me. I think if you listen to me long enough, you can kind of see where I fall in certain things. I don't know what to describe myself because I don't care to describe myself. 
I pay attention every day. I'm reading every day. I'm not not engaged. I vote. I even vote in those little elections where it's local and there's like like four city codes. You get the pamphlet like, oh, what's the vote about? Uh, Bob Jones is running for comptroller unopposed. And there's three measures on the ballots to determine if we want more grass or plants in the park. And I'm like, well, I'll vote. I do it by mail. It's really easy. I'm engaged. I don't go into it publicly enough. I just, and there's 50 reasons for it. Uh, 50 ways to leave your lover, 50 ways to, reasons to not talk about politics. Um, yeah, or I'll say right here, I guess you could describe me as a moderate. I guess you could say I'm in the middle of a lot of things. I like rule of law, very supportive of law enforcement, very supportive of, of, of military. doesn't mean I love war, but I also think sometimes you need to do, uh, uh, need to make war to make peace. I, I you know, I have, I, I am, I am a capitalist. I do enjoy uh, the, the potential, unlimited potential to make money, even though sometimes that's unfair. I do a lot of those things. However, I always enjoy uh, the idea that I like to treat people as people in front of me and uh, that goes into whatever you are whatever you identify as whatever you're looking to get in life i'm going to treat you as a human being who is in front of me that's that's kind of and i i look at everything as a case-by-case basis after that you know i could tell this uber driver did not have a lot of those (laughs) opinions fair enough she's got the radio on I'm not going to comment on it. Uh, it could be a, a, a radio station that's playing some music I like. It could be music I don't like. It could be a sports game. I, I've never had a new, I never asked an Uber driver to change a channel. I didn't ask her to change a channel. Whatever. But I can tell. Uh-oh. But there's no reason for her to bring that into the conversation. No reason whatsoever. But she does. Start talking, as I often do. I have like a, I have like a list of questions I ask. Lyft or Uber drivers if I'm trying to engage them and it does, something immediately doesn't pop up. How long you've been doing this? What's uh, the wildest thing that's happened? How far have you driven? By the way, I asked that recently of a guy, how far have you driven? And it was like five days worth of driving. Some kind of crazy rich woman got in the car with him and said, I just need to pay you. I'm going to pay you to drive me around. And they went to end up going to San Diego. He had to stay overnight. He had to get a hotel room. She had a hotel room. And then they drove all the way up to Seattle, he could have been lying, but this is not, he was not the kind of guy. He was like, I, I just didn't believe it. And it was the best paying gig I ever had. And, and he goes, nothing happened. It just wasn't, it just, she just needed, she was in some kind of spot. It picked her up in like Beverly Hills. And, and those are things you learn from talking to these people because they're seeing a lot of things. And so I have the back questions. Well, some of it is, Hey, uh, Oh, cool. Are you from here? Are you in LA, LA local, LA native? Because sometimes I'll be like, hey, because I've had one guy, one guy picked me up in Burbank where I live. And, and I just kind of said, oh, you know, you, you don't have to follow. Go up to this street and make And he didn't know what street I was talking about. I was like, oh, OK, you're from here. No, he turns out he was like he was like from the San Diego area. And he just drives up to L.A. sometimes in Ubers when he gets a ride and everything. So anyways, that comes up. She's like, oh, I've been here my whole life. So I've been here 22 years. She goes, lots changed. Oh, yeah, lots changed. It's gone to hell. OK, it's gone to hell. I'm playing along. Grace, God bless her, is just trying not to get, <laughs> listen or engage as, as she should. She shouldn't. And I'm at this point trying to parachute out of this conversation. And if it's not, not if that's not going to work, I'm going to free fall out of this conversation. And she goes, yeah, it's just trash. Just let's trash. 
you know, okay, cities do change. We got a homeless issue going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about how it changed. I go, yeah, yeah. You know, when I worked up in uh, the Granada Hills, Northern area, uh, there used to be nothing out there, you know. Now uh, there's uh, uh, there used to be just a Toys R Us at the end of Rinaldi Boulevard, and now it's an entire shopping center, and behind that are 15, literally almost 15 uh, um, uh, gated communities, which, by the way, they built them up in the hills. So when we have our wildfires, as we do every year, Al Gore, as we do every year, we have them. But now it seems worse because uh, we're the communities that are burning down sometimes, 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 not all the time, sometimes are communities that we literally built into the side of these hills. Where when I first moved here, the fires would happen and you'd be like, yeah, the hill's burning. And then now the fire's out. Uh, doesn't mean there weren't serious ones at times. You get where I'm going. I think you all listening follow my common sense sometimes. I just feel I need to overcorrect lest I be taken out of context and be drummed out of this business. So I said, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. At the end of Rinaldi, there was the Toys R Us. That's it. Now all these homes. And she goes, well, you know, yeah, that's what happened after they opened the borders in the 90s. We have to put them somewhere. <laughs> okay. Now I went out of the car. But again, we're driving just a short distance. So it's like grin and bear it. But I don't, I'm not going to agree. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, yes. Now I understand there's some nuanced conversations to be had about border security, immigration policies, but I uh, come from a family of immigrants, literally my dad born in another country. Uh, so I, you know, have some different opinions, but also, you know, nuanced opinions, as I think all of us do. Uh, she did not, <laughs> which is her right to, it's her right to have it. I'm fine with it. Get have your, but why do I need your opinion? Why do you have that need to say that right then and there? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with us? Post links to my podcasts. I post links to my baseball articles. If you like them or you are a fan of my work, God bless you, number one. Two, uh, always respond if you want. Oh, retweet it. Like it. Great episode, Ken, isn't it? If you don't, you can ignore it. If, if I put a column out there, like my baseball columns, have opinions in them. Opinions. Opinions. Because I'm paid to write them. I'm paid to give my opinion. If you don't agree with opinion, that's fair. And if you want to engage me on it, I guess that's fair as well. But how are you going to do it? I had this recently. I, I posted a baseball article on my Facebook page. I shouldn't have done that. Not my Facebook professional, you know, fan page, whatever that is. With that. I do have, I have a blue check mark on Facebook. Nowhere else in life. Instagram rejected me. And I don't care. I don't apply for these things. But I saw the Instagram, you could apply. So I said, oh, okay, let me do this. Like, you don't meet the, meet the standards. Okay, I don't, need to stay. I don't need the check mark to verify my existence, but I just tried. But I have one on Facebook. Got, got it through Screen Junkies. It was, it's a, I knew I was out at Screen Junkies back in 2016. I knew, I knew they didn't want me around when everyone on staff who was on air at the time got a blue check mark on Twitter because the marketing guy reached out and make, made it happen, and I didn't get one. And he felt bad because he was given a list, and he, he, well, not his decision. Someone else gave him a list. So he said, I'll get you it on Facebook, and it worked. Anyway, that's why I have it. Weird story. It wasn't on there. It was on my personal Facebook page, which I still have because that's, you know, how you keep up with old friends or relatives or, you know, my cousin in Vegas. I know her. I know what's going on in her life. She knows what's going on in mine. That's, that's why I use it. I don't have a problem with Facebook. 
but someone for, uh, some, uh, who I do know, not, 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 a, not a fan, not a listener, not a supporter, someone I know, never met in person, but we were in a little fantasy baseball thing together years ago. And back in the day, we just, oh, I'll friend you on Facebook and we'll be friends forever. I don't know who this person did not like one of my opinions in baseball, in my baseball article. I actually, actually have two columns. And like this Uber driver, feels the need to yell at me about it. And this is where we are. We know. We're on Twitter. We get it. We see it. This is why a lot of us are starting to back away from the table. I'm fine with it. I promote my stuff. My business is out there on social media, so I'm not going to go away from it ever until the world ends. Counting down the clock. But this, this person on my Facebook just ripped into me, just condescending prick, prick behavior. With this, with the, you know, it was a baseball conversation. Fair enough. You think the White Sox had a better offseason? My article, which is for entertainment purposes only and not scientific research, my article said I thought the Dodgers won the offseason with their trade of Mookie Betts, which as of this recording might not even happen. They might reverse the trade. Whatever. Why do you feel that need? Why do you feel that need to sit in a car with two strangers? And the fact that Grace and I are white, I'm sure encouraged her to be bold with this opinion. And you might be asking, well, Ken, what did you say? What did you do? You know, I'll tell you what, not much. And I don't think you would do much. Because what's the gain? I got three minutes left in a ride. I could call her... uh, a person exhibiting racist behavior. I won't call her a racist, but I'll say that's racist behavior. I could say that. I could say that. I could do that. I could say, stop, pull me over. I could yell at her. I could throw a, 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 a hat at her. I could do a lot of things. Or I could just go, I'm going to let this person rot in their own existence. I can get it out of the car and I'm never going to talk to them again. I give them a low rating. And by the way, I have a good, I have a 4.98 rating on my Uber, by the way. I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn resume. I don't know that 0.02%. I don't know what happened. Did I tip low enough? Maybe. Yes, you're right. I know what you're thinking. It was because I sat in the front seat. That's probably that uh, 0.02% from a five. I want a five. Give me a five. She did not have a five. She had a 4.8, which is fine. 4.8 4.8 out of 5, I would consider that 5. Over 4,000 rides. I, I do check these ratings while I'm looking. I think I canceled one one time because someone had a 4.6. I'm like, hey, you're going to be working pretty hard to get a 4.6. And I was like, okay, well, 4,000 rides, that's a good sample uh, a sample survey there, sample selection. 4.87, I think it was. And I was like, okay, it's close to 4.9. Maybe, you know, maybe a bad customer. Because, by the way, you know, it's like Yelp. F anyone on Yelp who goes and leaves a negative review. F you. Just prick off okay so maybe she was a victim of that so right when she said that yeah they opened up the border that's how she sounded about it they opened up the borders okay okay now i see why your rating's low and again again have the opinion have it think about it research it come to that decision that's fine i may not like the opinion but that's your opinion to have where do you get off thinking I need to know it? Where do you get off? I don't know. Should I have said something more? Should I have done? Yeah, sure. But again, again, what's that? What's that uh, thing uh, from the movie A Boy's Life? I, I, I forget it. It's out of context, but two people fighting. One of them's going to 
you know, two friends. One's going to, you know, get, get the hell out of my life. But it's like the friend owes the one friend like $20. And I think De Niro or someone tells him probably messing up this movie all the the way. But like De Niro tells him like, how much does he owe you? 20 bucks, five bucks. That's the cost to have them out of your life forever. Think of it that way. You're not going to get your money back, but that's the payment. That's the fee to never have to deal with the a-hole again. My $10 ride was getting this person out of my life. Because when I see her, if she comes up, I look at, I order a car and she's there. I'm going to be like, we're going to cancel that. Cancel that. I did not give her a super great rating. I didn't bury her. She's just trying to make her living. And then she just said, we're driving to where Ellis lives on the street. I won't say it, but she says, oh, this street. I had an ex-boyfriend that lived there. Wait, let me do that right. Oh, that street. I had an ex-boyfriend that lived there. Okay, great. If we were having a fun conversation and you weren't a racist, this would be okay. I don't want to think of you having a boyfriend, but go ahead, Large Marge. Tell us about your love life. We're running late, by the way, because she was from her house. That's what took the car so long to get there. She had, she was living nearby, too close to me, and got the call and got in her car, which, again, it's fine. If she was pleasant, it's fine. If your car didn't smell like a barbershop uh, with 35 years of cigarette smoke in it, it'd be fine. But we're running late. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going like, hey, 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 step on it, step on it. But we, we're driving and it's about a block away from where Ellis lives. Like we have to still cross one major street, like a city block. And she brings her car to a stop. And I'm thinking, oh, did she, maybe she got the address wrong or whatever. Maybe I, she goes, there, there it is. It's my ex-boyfriend's house. I used to go there all the time. I turn in that driveway. Head up to the, I'm like, okay, got it. He's still there? Oh, no, this was 30 years ago. Okay, Marge, step on the gas. I was like, okay, cool, great. We got to go. So we got out of the car, $10, tiny tip, just because I'm still a decent human being. She didn't deserve it, but, uh, you know, human's going to human. And that's what it is. Why? The person on my Facebook page, you had, if I put a link to a Star Wars podcast and you respond, and I've had some followers. If you, if you follow me, it means you've engaged in some sort of contract in which I can assume you have some vested interest in my adventures. If you're hate following me, then I guess that's different. But the way, I, I tweet out a podcast link of a show I'm on. That's a billboard. It's a billboard. Attention. Thing you might want here. It's an advertisement, an advertisement for our UK friends. If you respond to the title of the podcast with a debate, with your own opinion, even your own opinion, you're the prick. You're the prick. You are. You're screaming at a billboard. You're pulling your car over virtually getting out like Homer Simpson and screaming at a billboard. I don't like you, soap. I don't like you, hotel advertisement. That's what you're doing. That drives me crazy. So I don't know the correct way to act in a rideshare situation now. My head is spinning. I probably did wrong. I should have told her, F you, get out. Get me out of the car. It didn't. Maybe I failed society. 
Or maybe just I'm a normal person who wants to go meet a good friend who's got a big night of comedy and was on Comedy Central. You all should check it out if you can. Uh, um, uh, the, the Bill, Bill Burr's The Ringers, which is uh, Mark Ellis was on that show doing a set and everything it was great. We watched it on the patio at the comedy store. Mark looked on with both pride and second guessing every move he made. It was wonderful. That's the night we wanted. I didn't want to engage into a heated debate about immigration and border security with my Uber driver. She might have wanted to. Or maybe she didn't. She just wanted to have, a, to have her opinion barfed up and rammed down our throats. God bless you, Uber driver. God bless you indeed. We'll be back here on the Saturday special after this. with Ken, your source for inspirations, motivations, and advice to not quite get you through the week. I have a quandary in front of you, big question for you to answer. What happens when you're trying to eat right, but you go out for a night on the town with your friends and the person you love, if you have love? What happens when you go to a late night eatery and try so hard to stick to your diet? I'm talking salads. No dressing. Diet soda. When you should have water. What happens when you and your friends strike up such a fun conversation? with the waitress that at the end of the meal when you ask for the check and she says saving a room for dessert and you shoot back with a little bit too much vigor no I did not what do you do when she says hold on you guys are great Returns with a plate of free bread pudding. The really good kind with ice cream. Do you grab that bread pudding and throw it to the floor and scream, but I'm a fatty fat fat and I can't have this. Or do you look into her eyes and think that your needs, your health, your personal desires to fit in your jeans again don't supersede hers? Is that the better way? She wanted to do something nice, impress you, perhaps flirt with one of you at the table. What do you do? I 
think we all know? The answer is you eat that goddamn bread pudding. Worry about it later. Because the smile on her face is going to be the thing that brings you joy. Eat that bread pudding for her. Yeah, the motivations are back. I hope that sound change wasn't too much for you there. Yeah, good. Motivations with a can. And yeah, working on it on YouTube. Uh, to get it back there on on YouTube. Uh, I, I, I love doing it. I love doing the motivations. Uh, I, I I know not everyone does. But you know what? I want to. Um, I just, I'll, okay, I'm lazy. No, I'm busy. I'm busy. But busy is a great excuse to not do the things you want to do. I've been trying to work on that. Trying to work on that. Finally, after a couple years, a couple years, at lunch with my my aunt, uh, my aunt Liz, who I love dearly, lives now not more than ten minutes from me. Ten minutes. Now she's traveling the world. After my uncle passed away in 2012, she approached life with some uh, newfound purpose, vim and vigor, not going to waste away. And she's been traveling the world with her friends. So she's been busy too. But how many times do I have to be like, ah, oh, I should probably call her today or send her an email. Let's grab lunch 10 minutes from my house and I don't do it. Well, why? Well, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Busy is a real thing. I'm overwhelmed right now with business. But you have to make the time. That's what they say, right? That's what The Rock would do. Make the time. So I did. I did. It felt good. I'm going to do that more. I'm really seriously going to do that more. I did. I, I and, and same with like getting healthier. I've had those moments. I had it. I had it recently. I, I stepped on the weight scale. I stepped on the weight scale and I absolutely had one of those. Uh, I had one of those. Um, what do you call it? The uh, <laughs> moments of sure dread, sure dread, pure dread. That's what it is. Moments of pure dread. That's what I'm trying to say. I also just pressed a weird button on my controller I'm looking at, but I, I, I taped this show live to tape, and I'm not going to, no, I'm pressing the button. It's not doing anything. It's just making things blue. You don't need to know that. Hey, anyways, um, <laughs> come on, Ken. What are you doing? Get it together. Get it together. Um, long story short, I, I, I had a picture taken of me the other day, and it just was, I, I was like, I, that can't be me. I don't want that to be me in photos. And I'm going to, you got it. You, that's, you can't be too busy to fix that. You can't be, you have to make the choice to fix that. And that's what I'm intending to do. That's what I'm going to try. It's not even trying or not trying or doing or do not. No Yoda stuff here. Just make the choice every time. And I was, I was pretty proud of myself. My, my aunt and I, when we went to lunch, uh, we, there's a place near her that we always uh, catch, uh, catch up uh, with uh, each other at. We, we, we walk over there from, from her house. It's called the Oinkster. That's not a place you want to go for out. There's a couple locations. There was one in Hollywood. It just closed. I got to imagine, I'm not making any judgments on people in Hollywood, but I got to imagine a place called the Oinkster 
in Hollywood that's probably full of a lot of people eating uh, organically, naturally sourced foods and vegans and vegetarians and all those kind of things, which is, again, not a judgment of anyone. I want to get a little bit more vegetarianism in my life. I want to cut out a lot of things. Yeah, I'm, uh, But the oinks, they're probably not going to do well in Hollywood. But there's one over there where my aunt lives. We always go. And I'm, pr- I'm sharing this. The reason I'm sharing the story is I'm proud of myself, okay? And maybe with my pride, you can find some inspiration in your own. I don't do this podcast to inspire people other than the motivation segment, but I hope sometimes my words hit you in a way that makes you do something positive with your life, okay? We're walking to the oinkster. This is the title of my book, Walking to the Oinkster. And in my head, as we're catching up, she's telling me about a trip to Israel and Telling her about this, uh, you know, cool project I'm working on now. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, not on my end, not on her end. And uh, in my head, though, I'm having that internal monologue that's just going. And the internal monologue is saying, do not get the pulled pork sandwich and basket of fries. Because that's what I get every time. When, when, when you say the name The Oinkster, my mind and gut immediately go to the sweet taste of that pulled pork sandwich they have there. Light on the coleslaw, not a huge coleslaw fan, but a little bit on there helps. And they have a good basket of fries. We're not talking like cold, droopy, in-and-out fries. Yes, I know, they're made with really real potatoes and God's love. But I don't like the in-and-out. I don't like in-and-out, I don't like in-and-out fries. But these fries are pretty darn good at the Oinkster, as you'd expect. If you're driving by randomly on a street and you see a restaurant, the little open patio on the outside and a nice little logo of a pig and the name of the thing is the Oinkster, you're probably thinking two things. They've got good pulled pork and probably a decent basket of fries. A decent fry. They do. But I'm walking there and I'm crossing the street and I see the Oinkster in the horizon it's like Luke Skywalker staring out into the twin suns. Both versions. The young hopeful version and him dying version. Because both in that moment, it, that's what it meant to me. I'm looking at the oyster and I'm saying to myself, do not order that stuff. Order a beep salad. And I did. I'm happy to report that I did. All right? So I'm not asking for your praise. I'm not asking for a prize. Because tomorrow I might make a bad decision. You might eat some free bread pudding sent your way. Yeah. But in that moment, I ordered a salad. And it was a damn good salad. And it filled me up. And I wasn't bloated and sick. And I could look at myself in the mirror and say, just for this moment, we're going to be okay. You are the change you want to be in the world, right? You are the salad that you want to order. That's what I have to say about that. Uh, I like doing a Saturday night special. I think it's really fun. I think also we should check in with an old friend. Got a segment to play for you right here, and then we'll be back after this to uh, wrap up this edition of the Saturday night special.
Hello everyone, this is Nolan Guthrie, and this is an update on mysteries and the unexplained. As you know, this show was part of the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I was brought in to help explain the unexplained and talk to people who have seen things and experienced things that do not quite make sense. This is also an area for research, for thought, people of all opinions, including flat earthers, UFO enthusiasts, and Bigfoot hunters, like me, come here to exchange ideas, theories, and opinions. Opinions that are asked for. I listened to the show earlier as well. But recently I have been gone, and there has been concern that the mysteries and the unexplained show has been brought to an end. This, though, is as big as a rumor. As a rumor. Lizards in the White House. I have been out conducting some field research. My specialty is hunting for Bigfoot. Recently, over the winter, me and my crack team of Bigfoot hunters went up to the small town of Soda Springs, Idaho, a town known for many, many Bigfoot sightings. We went to investigate some recent claims that Bigfoot crashed a karaoke party at a local tavern. Ha, a joke you think. Something uh, not to be believed. But this is not the first time that that Bigfoot, the alleged Bigfoot in the area of Soda Springs, Idaho, has found his way to a karaoke party. Soda Springs, Idaho is a very small town. Two to three thousand people uh, credited living there. It's a tight-knit community. Many generations of families have been there, which means there's many generations of Bigfoot stories. One such story has been told by a sweet grandmother who said one night in 1963... An absolutely karaoke hoedown. Years before karaoke even became popular, a karaoke hoedown was going down in the hard-working town of Soda Springs. There was a rustling at the window, a shattering of shop windows, and there they found glowing eyes and a bushy face staring back at all the karaoke revelers in this bar. Terror began to strike. Rumors of Bigfoot being in this area have been persistent since Teddy Roosevelt published a story himself as a young writer and life enthusiast about a Bigfoot encounter up by a river. It's not too far from this town. It's been built and built in to the city's DNA. They couldn't tell what song was bringing the Bigfoot to the window, but everyone knew that he was enjoying what he heard. Perhaps it was a song from the rock and rollers from England, the Beatles, or the hip-gyrating sounds of the king himself, Elvis Presley. 
who I do believe is still alive and leading an alien armada in defense of our galaxy. Bigfoot did not emerge at that karaoke party or bar for many, many years, decades even. But the recent reports have got me and my team searching. So we've been up there. We've been searching for Bigfoot. We believe we have some compelling answers. And we'll be presenting those to you over the course of the next few months as part of the mysteries and the unexplained program. I hope, I hope you'll enjoy them. Many guests, many guests are scheduled. I'm finally going to go inside the Denver airport, an airport believed to be built and funded by a organization that may have more control than just runways and terminals. More things are on the way, and I thank Ken Napsok for giving me the platform to ask the questions, even when we don't believe we have the answers. I'm Nolan Guthrie, and this will be Mysteries and the Unexplained on the Napsok Files podcast feed. All right, friends, we're almost out of here. This is the Saturday Night Special Show. I, I, I'm thinking, do we at any point make this Saturday Night Knapsack? Is that, I don't need the name there for my ego, but this is the Knapsack Files, and Saturday Night Knapsack just seems like something. I have to change the logo. I got, got a logo made for me by one of our wonder, wonderful supporters uh, over uh, through the Knapsack, uh, Ken Knapsack, Knapsack Files Patreon page. And, and if you want to support, you can go to Ken, uh, uh, let me get it right. You can go to patreon.com slash Ken Napsock if you uh, want to support. And that'll get you special things. That'll get you uh, cool things. it get you into some stuff. And uh, it is uh, a good friend of ours over there, Sean, but we call him Old Handsaw. He made the Saturday Night Special logo. but I, So I don't want to make him do more work. But, but, but I don't know. I was, I was picturing around the idea in my head of make, maybe making this... Saturday Night Napsack, because I don't really know what's going on. I just uh, figure this stuff out along the way, because um, this is what broadcasting is sometimes. You know, that's what it is. So, we're almost out of here. Hey, uh, I do want to uh, let you all know, I will be, will be performing stand-up comedy with Mr. Mark Ellis. In Las Vegas at uh, the Mandalay Bay, the House of Blues inside the Mandalay Bay. Uh, you can get information on Mark's website right now, markellislive.net. I'll be updating my website to put some stuff on there, too. We'll be tweeting it out. We'll be there in just uh, a couple weeks in beautiful Las Vegas. Yeah, it's beautiful. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Parts of it aren't. But there's some beautiful mountains to stare at out there, too. So we'll be there March 6th, Friday, March 6th. Also, I want to let you all know, Mark Riley and I are working on a fun kind of co-headlined event locally in Los Angeles. And that will be all the way in May, May 3rd. It'll be somewhat Star Wars themed. Riley's Cantina. uh, Just me doing some stuff uh, probably in support of why we love Star Wars. Some special guests. That's coming, too. But we don't have a lot of those details. It will be here locally in Los Angeles. So... That's it for Nolan Guthrie and for all of you and for that Uber driver 
May God strike her, uh, give her peace. All right, that is it. We'll see you. The Knapsack Files podcast feed. This has been Saturday Night Special.